Welcome to our 37th episode of Breaking Bread with C on Relentless Pursuit. My name is Celeste Mundu and I am your host. Last time we had a discussion engaging us on how God deals with the believers and to what levels. It is very important for you to know and to understand that your heart is the most deceitful thing in you. And God's mission is to deal with it, to permeate it, to sanctify it, that out of it, only springs of life shall flow. Today, I want to share on receiving grace and appropriating it as your own, as personal and benefiting from meat what it has to offer and being able to tap into God has designed it to be in your life. Many of you who are listening to me, it must be because you're born again and you're looking for answers, deeper knowledge of the word, understanding and encouragement therein. Leading up to this, of course, I'm sure you have given your life to Christ. You have confessed unto salvation. The Bible tells us that with the heart a man believes and with the mouth you confess unto salvation. And in so doing, you must have recited the salvation prayer in which you declare your willing welcome to Jesus as Lord and as Savior in your life. I often talk about people accepting him as savior, but not as Lord over their lives. And these will most likely live a frustrated life as a result of frustrating the grace that is availed for them to walk and partake in. And many people want to approach God for what he can give them, what he can do for them, and not necessarily who he is. That is why Jesus tells his disciples in a bunch of crowds like there are a bunch of people right there and he says many of you will come saying lord lord and i'll say depart from me for i have never known you and the reason he says that is because these people in as much as their works and the physical appearance and the deeds of their hands seem like they are in service to god but their hearts are far from God. It's a person who still has a nasty attitude. It's a person who is still um, not respectful of their wife or their husband at home. It's a parent who frustrates and exasperates their children. The Bible says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Or it's a person who does not honor their master at work. If they are on break, they will steal company time. They will go over their break by very many minutes. They will go over um, their lunch break by hours. In fact, back home in, 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 um, in our nations, in our respective nations, be it Rwanda, be it Kenya, be it um, Uganda. I'm not very sure about how this became something that people even like welcome in our in our nations um, where somebody goes out for lunch, especially government 
um, offices. Somebody goes out for lunch at like midday and they come back at like three or four when it's like just an hour to, to, to close of business. And people have had to learn how to accustom to this, how to accommodate that. And they will spend long mornings and long queues because everyone has realized that this service cannot be received past a certain hour. And why is that? Because employees are not being diligent in how they give their service. And yet the Bible tells us to serve even our masters as unto God. So if you were working in an office of which God is the CEO, I believe you would do your best to give your best to the clients that come to you. So it's the same with your master. It does not matter if they're kind, if they're mean, if they're not what. If you serve them diligently, you fulfill everything that has been assigned to you in your job description where you have to go the extra mile you do it your reward comes from the lord your reward comes from that diligence that excellence of spirit with which you do those things and because you go that extra mile and because perhaps the people you are serving know about the 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 the, the haughty nature the lack of humility that your boss has they will notice you your next boss could walk into that place. Your next promotion, the person who is responsible for it could notice you or could be there receiving that service. And then they will be in the right room at the right time to put in a word for you. And you are catapulted into the next era of your promotion, of your prosperity in the industry. And so in Proverbs 24, the Bible tells us through wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. In other words, when you are wise, you are able to bring together good things. You are able to create something and it can stay to that level of foundation. Now, you don't want to remain on the part of wisdom only. I'll give you an example. You might meet people who are so knowledgeable about the Bible. They know verses. They are memorized. Some of them, they even have revelation on top of that. And they understand these things, but they're not working in their lives. They cannot declare something and they see it come to pass. They cannot pray for someone and they get healed. They cannot speak with boldness and authority regardless of how much they know that is someone who has just gotten stuck to wisdom when these three when these three things walk together hand in hand that is the only way you are able to tap into all the availed riches of christ in glory when it is given to you and then by understanding it is established it is one thing to have a beautiful house even in the same context to have a beautiful house and to have beautiful furniture in it but if you're a person who is not able to recognize a corner that is being attacked by humidity then that house is going to crumble eventually if you're not a person who understands the basic foundational things to do to 
to keep a home clean, to keep a home tidy, then you will not be able to have that house established. Even if you bring a house help, they will not have a blueprint to walk by. You will take whatever they are ready to give you, even if it's crap. You will take it because you have no notion of how a home should be kept. You have no notion of what manner of cleanliness really means that something is clean. And now knowledge is the cherry on the cake because not only is your house built and established, but you are able to bring out all its riches. If you host people in your home, they are able to live refreshed. If they came tired, if they came not wanting to stay long because they just don't like socializing, but then somehow life demands that you do that, they live refreshed, they live reinvigorated because because you are a great host, because you have diligently prepared a meal for them, because you have engaged them in conversation that are not shallow, because you seem to be in harmony. If you have kids and they're still young, the moment you tell them, go to sleep they will go not as a way to show the guests that they are well educated but as a way to honor you as something that is continuous and you will not have to strive for it having to like escort them then they come back mommy i need this that i need this and just to keep doing all of that they will show that kind of respect making all the riches and precious pleasant things that god has designated for you to come there and the same is with your journey as a believer. It's important that not only are you able to receive Jesus as your Savior who gives you this relationship with God, but you're also able to receive him as your Lord. And as a Lord, he has lordship over your life. He should have the authority to speak something into your destiny and it is changed. He has the authority to convict you, to change something which at one point you thought was the truth, but you realize that your truth was distorted, perhaps by culture, perhaps by people, perhaps by the influence of your peers and he redefines it for you and you are willing to submit to it basically you are allowing god to deal with you transforming you every single day to turn you back into the original nature of you resembling his likeness the reason why these scriptures are written the bible says that they are written aforetime for our learning and then Paul comes back and tells us that it is supposed to equip us for the good work of ministry. It's supposed to equip us and make us not lacking in any good thing that when we get out, we're able to minister. And when I talk about ministry, if you have been with me for a long time, you know that every single one of us is a minister in whatever industry you are in. It should be said of you that once somebody speaks to you, they always leave encouraged or there is some kind of enlightenment that comes to them that they could not see for themselves because you are the salt and you are the light in this world. 
verse 5 says a wise man is strong it's not in the physical strength of this person but when you have wisdom you are able to tell that your master be it your boss at work be it your parents at home be it your husband as a wife you are able to tell and gauge when perhaps their anger has flared and the bible tells you that if your master is angry hold your peace keep your place if the anger of the ruler is stirred hold your place now wisdom is knowing this is not the right time for me to speak even if what i have to speak is the truth even if what i have to speak is what is right you know so that is wisdom it requires wisdom to know I am walking into a crowd as a preacher and what am I going to share with them and by knowledge by wisdom and the ability to reconcile the two you you become able to share a message by the power of the holy spirit that will speak to that crowd specifically there are places you will enter and the lord asks you to share your testimony and there are places you will enter and the lord wants you to just teach because you have to be introduced to that crowd perhaps as a teacher and for someone to receive from you as a teacher they have to believe and trust that there is something that you know that they don't and they will be able to draw it from you and it continues and says yes a man of knowledge increases in strength you have to be knowledgeable about what's going on in the world you have to be knowledgeable that you may become all things to all men that if you sit in a room where the the majority of the people are in the military for example and you know that perhaps as a teacher or as a preacher of the gospel you knew that you were going to come to a place of the military the least that is expected of you is to read a few things about their career to read a few things about who they are because their identity is based on the jobs that they do at this point and if you're trying to lead them to Christ you have to be able to speak in a language that they understand and teach them a wisdom of how what you are saying is transgenerational it is it, it is beyond time it is beyond space it is beyond career it is beyond everything it can touch the lives of everyone irrespective of what they are focused on and he continues saying for by wise counsel you will wage your own war you will always have the right thing to say at the right time with wise counsel you might realize that the best thing to do is not to get into every argument just because you can or just because you know what is right from what is wrong sometimes wisdom is walking away from those situations because if you challenge a fool in his fullness then you are pretty much becoming like him but you only need to know and gauge when to give just enough that they are measured by their degree of ignorance and not you becoming like them and finally he writes in a multitude of counselors there is safety when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior one of the things that God does not do is isolate a person there are moments where he will ask you to 
step aside for consecration but you will always have to come back to the fellowship of the saints you will always have to have someone who has gone before you you will always need that spiritual father or spiritual mother or spiritual authority whatever you want to call it that can speak something into your life that you can allow God to speak through if you feel like there's a moment where you're not really tapping into what God needs and desires to speak to you perhaps you're distracted he says in the multitude of counselors there is safety if you are surrounded by three five six people who are sober-minded who are prayerful who are watchful in the spirit i believe that if you have a teachable heart you cannot walk into a marriage where you are unequally yoked with the partner you want to go with and and they let you do it they cannot allow you to forsake perhaps the fellowship of the saint you might sit with them and you examine the 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 pros and cons you examine whatever is not possibly going as it should you examine everything that is missing or causing you to desire to come out of that community and perhaps they might bring a perspective which you are not seeing depending on where your heart is at the moment and so it is very important that you check these three things in you the wisdom the understanding and the knowledge this wisdom builds a house and this understanding establishes this house and this knowledge avails all the riches that are there for you to tap into and when you're not able to receive the grace of god then you continuously work a life of of performance you know you live a life of performance where you feel like there are some kind of works that will increase the love of god for you and there's a song that i like that says there is nothing more for heaven to give because christ was the propitiation of our of our of our peace he's the propitiation he did everything you know he gave his life there is nothing left for heaven to give in terms of sacrifice in terms of 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 a gift as if it is not Christ and the person of the holy spirit that lives in you who reminds you of everything that he spoke to you who reminds you of what forgiveness has entailed that he loved you even before you acknowledged that you needed his presence that you needed his love receiving the grace of god is accepting to be loved on by God. Many people do not know that they have not received that grace. They know about it. They can preach to someone and they receive the Holy Ghost. But like the 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 blind man in the book of Matthew when he says, "Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean." The leper tells Jesus, "If you are willing, you can make me clean." But it's like he believed Jesus and who he says he was, but was not sure that if he would do it for him as a person. And so, do not be provoked into 
becoming intertwined into the performance and the works of the flesh that you fail to receive the all-encompassing love of God that comes and covers you that when you realize that you are one with Christ not as you would give someone a hug not as you would be married to somebody and the only symbolic thing you have to justify that marriage is a paper from the courthouse and a blessing from the church and 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 the ring on your finger and perhaps children at home I do not downplay that. In fact, that's the mystery by which God um, depicts his relationship to the church, um, himself as the groom and you as the bride. But becoming one with him is that that Christ is in you. Psalm 86 talks about you being God's because Christ lives in you. And the Bible says that as he is, so are we. And when 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 he Paul is teaching this truth, he's like in Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile. That means there is neither saved nor pagan. In Christ there is neither male or female. In Christ there is there is um there is uh no bond or free, you know. He's he says ye are Christ and Christ is God. So if Christ lives in you, you have to carry the consciousness that the moment you open your eyes, your eyes in the morning as you wake up, Christ is awake. The moment you walk in the street and you see something and declare it with your mouth, Christ has done it. He will not come in a burning bush like he did for Moses because that is a man who lived with without the spirit inside of him but you and i he lives within us and if we do not accustom exercise ourselves to work habitually in the spirit which he has designated to be our helper our comforter our counselor to remind us of everything that he said and to impute in us his righteousness his holiness as we yield to him, then you are not able to receive his love. You're not able to trust that things are truly finished when you come to the full knowledge. If you have any kind of resentment towards somebody, you have to truly believe that you have forgiven them. Sometimes Satan will try to torment you and say, "Mm, but has you really forgotten? Look at how they're dressing. Look at what they're saying. And then you buy into that. But the truth is, if you truly care Christ in you and you have understood this reality and it has sunk in your heart that you are one with Christ. Christ is in you when you breathe, when you laugh, when you smile. In him you live and move and have your being. Then, only then, can you ask yourself the question, can Christ not forgive? Absolutely not. So have I forgiven this person? absolutely right and why is that so i carry the person of christ in me and because he cannot error in not forgiving in unforgiveness i cannot then you have understood how the grace operates for you you have understood that things are not just in you having to tirelessly try tirelessly 
give of yourself and burn out and begin to hate and despise faith, the journey of faith. You've probably ever heard people who say, ever since I got born again, life got complicated because you're trying to work things out with your hands in your flesh and yet it was given to you as a gift so you're already trying to work for something you already have but that thing is only operational and functional to the degree which you acknowledge its presence in your life so child of god i charge you by god to receive all that grace has to offer to not just stop at wisdom dare to go deeper the bible says deep calls to deep dare to go deeper and let this wisdom bring understanding so that understanding can establish what you have come to know and let this understanding bring the knowledge that avails all these riches that are already there waiting for you to receive them by the acknowledging of every good thing that you have in christ Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this truth. I thank you for this wisdom. And I thank you for every heart on which it is landing. And I pray, Lord, that every spirit, every heart at the sound of my voice will be able to reconcile these three. Your word tells us that um, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and, and pictures of silver. And I pray that this wisdom that is in gold and this understanding in silver will come and envelop your children that they may receive the revelation, but also the sustenance that comes from your all sufficient word. And I thank you for Christ, the gift that keeps giving the one who paid for us and let us be able to walk in this knowledge in this understanding that it has been granted us to do hard things easily because we are loved we are fathered and there is nothing no good thing in which we lack as those who are in christ and he who is in us I thank you that you hear me when I pray. It is so and cannot be otherwise. To the mighty name of Jesus. See you next Monday. Share with a friend. Share with family. Preach the gospel to the glory of his name. To the degree to which you have been blessed. Go ahead and bless others. See you Monday.